the angle on your junk is bizarre. Like it forms this weird little like. You would hammock. be surprised how many people have told me that. Yeah. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Town Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. A mental mindfuck can be nice, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else with charming underclothes. It's Mark. Hello. For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched uh, yet another doozy. We watched 1975's Rocky Horror Picture Show, Woo! which was a Mark pick. I'm shocked you didn't say the there. Yeah, well. I feel like that's something com- people commonly say, and then you and everything, <laughs> you do everything wrong. <laughs> Wow. Okay, uh, getting off to a good start here. Well, and the, the funny thing about that is it does officially have a the at the beginning of it. Oh, see? Damn it. You do everything <laughs> wrong. So that was just you calling me up for just you being an asshole about me being an asshole. Fuck you. I hate Wait, you. I called you out because you're an asshole, but I was an asshole and how I called you out for being yeah, an asshole. Yeah, you were wrong about calling me out. No, he was right about calling no, you I was out. Right. You didn't it say the, the, even though yeah, you're he, normally saying the, he, so you are he was actually trying, wrong he, like all the time. It's I know, but he was trying to say I, he was surprised I was right. He was trying to get a different subtle dig in at me. That wasn't subtle. Oh, That's true. so in fact, That's he true. shouldn't have been surprised because you did, in fact, get it wrong. Correct. Gotcha. Correct. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. the paradigm with which I'm comfortable, just, yes. Just to be clear, wasn't I wasn't trying to be subtle, really. And this has been episode whatever of <laughs> A to Z Horror. That's and it. hey, That's like we have been Rocky for Horror. the last little bit here, we are still donating all of our Patreon proceeds over to Feeding America. So you can go ahead and go to patreon.com slash A to Z Horror, A-T-O-Z Horror. Donate at your level of choosing, get whatever perks come with that, and know the money is going to a better place than to our dumb asses. Um, and if you Except don't for next that, month when it goes back to our dumb asses. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't want to do that, uh, please do what you can to support a worthy cause. I've been using blacklivesmatters.carrd.co. Uh, it's still a good place to get a list of ways you can help fight racial injustice. But for now, we're going to go dive into a little escapism here. And with the Rocky Horror Picture Show, quite a bit of escapism, actually, because this show is bonkers. Um, and you will have some fun with horror. Uh, you will have some fun with us in the horror world for the next little bit. So for now, it's time to do the game drunk part. So let's go. Let's do beers for fierce. Hey, Jake. Hi, Jack. What are your beers for the movie that it just occurred to me you didn't pick for the Rocky Horror Picture Show? I was going to say you <laughs> threw me off because I wasn't expecting to be first. Yeah, well, you know, that was just my masterful hosting. Ooh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, well, I think that the most famous character in this movie is the doctor, the mad scientist, Dr. Frank, Frank N. Furter, yeah. M-A-Scientist. I'm drinking a revision beer. This is a triple, it's a diabolical triple IPA. This thing's 11.5%. I can't remember the last time I've had it, although I know I have. It's a Dr. Lupulin. Nice. It's going to be fun. Going to really mess me up, but it's a Saturday, so you know. Yeah, hell yeah. Nice. Well, I've got two uh, going on for this week. One of them was, I just happened to have on hand, Heart and Science uh, IPA. I've done that one before. From February two years ago. They're they're still making it, I think. I don't know. The expiration date at the Albertsons has not yet expired. Um, what is the expiration coffee. date? What's that? What's the expiration date? It says December 2020. Jesus. I, I, an expiration date on a beer is concerning. 
I assume, <laughs> I assume that it's best, for best enjoyed by date. <laughs> it, it just no, actually it has expired. a date. It doesn't say any words. On the can, it doesn't say any words in front of the date. But regardless, that's from Nikasi. I am also drinking the Biggin this week. I had to. I tried to go to Woodland Empire to get it directly from them. They didn't have any cans of it available or bottles available of it. But they told me that Brewer's Haven here in Boise had it on tap, actually. So I got a little mini growler that kind of looks like a to-go coffee mug from uh, Brewer's Haven here in Boise. I am drinking a Beast Moans Smoked Imperial Cherry Stout from Woodland Empire. Do they uh, have Beast Moans on tap right now? At at Brewer, uh, at Brewer's Haven, yes. What the fuck? I didn't. I thought Beast Moans was like a December release. Oh my god. Well, whatever. I'm drinking a Beast Moans uh, because this is about creating a beast who does a lot of sexual moaning. That's what the whole movie <laughs> is about. A moaning beast. A beast in the sack. I suppose and that's outside accurate. of beast on the streets, beast in the sheets. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what everybody says. Um, all right, Mark, what do you got? I am also going with two. Uh, first off, I'm going to start local. I have a level crossing beer here called Jazz Loon. Uh, it's got a little songbird on the front of it. Now, this movie is obviously a musical. Not so much jazz <laughs> going on, but I did like the general music nope. theme. This this can has like music notes and stuff in the background and is pretty loony so you got that going too um second beer i got going this is a classic this is one that comes up i mean all the time uh this movie takes a bit of a turn at the end uh and no no beer selection would be complete without a little bit of space dust on top asshole uh as they (laughs) i guess return to their home world of transylvania so there you go they were aliens the whole time they're, so they're Transylvania, Transylvania transsexual the on the planet Transylvania. Yeah, please. Tra- transsexual is the solar system? Yes. Okay. Transylvania is the planet. I thought it was like a county planet situation. I Maybe it is. I don't fucking know. It's a, it's a magistrate, I think, actually. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> nice. All right. Now, ordinarily on the podcast is where we talk about what else has been rocking our horror worlds. But as we record this, it's kind of close to the first of the month. Who knows when we're going to release it? Uh, So it's time to talk about what is. Uh, I hate you. It's time to talk about the horror release roundup. Now, HRR is a segment where over at the website, we will kick you a complete list of every horror movie we were able to find coming out over the course of the next month, give you a link to the trailer and some thoughts about all of them. But here on the podcast, we're just going to talk about a top one pick, a bottom one pick, and a dark horse pick. Jake, I like this. You going first, Energy. Why don't you hit us with your dark horse pick? Let's start, My dark start horse with the dark horse. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with one that, in true dark horse fashion, I guess, I couldn't even find a trailer for this one when I was looking, uh, but it's Spiral. It's going to be coming out mid-month on Shudder. And honestly, the reason that I'm picking it is because Shudder is on a heater right now. Shudder like, isn't I, on a heater. They have some good movies, and they've had a lot of bad movies, too. You just haven't watched That's fine. Other. <laughs> they have they have good they're pushing out good movies that's what i want from the service and, and bad movies have, I, okay i would prefer <laughs> to have volume that includes good includes good movies yeah but you used Jack, that Jack, logic it's, to it's, pick this as a top one without a trailer it, I, it's a dark horse <laughs> it's quantity oh, shit, right. and quality both of them <laughs> i like how jack got mixed up he asked for I'm, a dark horse and then i'm argued having a weird me. day i'm having oh a weird God. day <laughs> so just to finish my thought Thank you for proving my point, Jack. They're putting out good and bad, and it could be either, but they're putting out a lot. Damn it. Yes. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you played right into his hand on that one, Jack. This smoked oh, yeah. cherry sour tastes weird, and it's really throwing me off my game. Uh, Mark, how about you? What is your dark horse pick? 
I'm going with Let It Snow, which is a movie about, I guess, snowboarding, but then also it's a slasher, and then the slasher's thing is that he rides a snowmobile. Jesus well, that's good. Christ. I, I'm going to be talking about that one later, so yeah, okay. gotcha, uh, well, spoiler gotcha, gotcha. alert on that. I uh, <laughs> This one looks, I mean, it's a fucking dumb concept, but... I don't what? know. I, no. I like these. Ex- I like these. Sla- I love slashers in general. This one has a little bit of personality to it, and Extreme it also has that man, yeah. or, or I guess human versus nature side of things that I've been talking about in recent. What months, is the so. human versus nature? Just that it's an unforgiving environment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The trailer is mostly shots of her like walking through a blizzard, and then a guy riding by in a snowmobile with an axe. Yeah, plus <laughs> a big ass uh, avalanche happens at one that point. That guy's a force. No, that's of not caused by nature. <laughs> Well, but it is nature. It's, it's nature and dynamite. That's great, Mark. That's great. <laughs> dynamite comes from nature. <laughs> Everything's a chemical. It's all yeah, organic. Every horror movie. Every horror movie is a humans versus nature yeah. horror movie. I mean, well, okay, yeah, great. unless it's aliens. Oh, my God. That's nature, too, Mark. <laughs> I mean, Big bang, okay. you know what I mean? Extraterrestrial yeah, that's nature. Fair, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, you're right. You are uh, either way, this movie does look pretty good. Uh, it actually looks pretty, like, just brutal uh with her up there in the wilderness alone um looks pretty good the, she's I, not all the way alone jack okay oh there's somebody sure i don't understand alone. i don't understand where this movie is supposed to take place doesn't matter just it does a me. mountain the matterhorn no why sweet because it, the sign is clearly not in a european language so a lot of places have english stuff because of tourists that's not because of saying. people like you. No, there's there's an English language, and then the characters of something that is definitely remind. It feels like it's in the Himalaya somewhere, but then in the Himalaya, I'm not going to get into this. Why does it matter? Because they have the big mountains that they're they're snowboarding down, but then they get into like this weird something that feels more like European uh, deciduous forest at the foot of the mountain that doesn't exist in the Himalaya. It's not what Jake, it looks like. Jake, they have mountains <laughs> in Europe too. The the language on the sign. Jesus Christ, this is absurd. <laughs> was definitely like no, it's 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 something that would be in it's like Nepalese or something. You don't, you I don't went think a there's a single Nepalese sign in all of Europe, that's what you're telling me right oh now. Oh my that's that'd be a weird thing to pick then. Then I have a nitpick with the trailer. <laughs> Fine. That was your dark horse. God. I have a different pick. <laughs> I picked a night of horror, nightmare radio. Okay. I this was I was a, I was thinking about doing this one too, actually, yeah. Yeah, this is a horror anthology movie that all seems to be stories based around this one cr- weird, creepy, naked monster, which I think not enough anthologies like are all dependent on the same villain, and that's kind of a cool concept. I like not that. enough anthologies have naked monsters. <laughs> well, also I that. do. Sure. I do have to hand it to this one. There's actual nudity in the trailer, which you don't get all that frequently on YouTube. It's a red band or something. I think yeah. it's important to point out that we don't actually, this is one of the ones that sometimes you just can't totally verify if it's coming out this month. So we think it is, but chance it's not. So don't get your, don't get your hopes too high. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I think it looks pretty interesting and there's a chance it could be really good chance. It could be really, really bad, but uh, I like the idea of this one monster spanning across all the shorts. That's cool. So that is my dark horse pick. Let's move yep. on to bottom ones. And I think I hope all of us avoided the uh, temptation to just pick the ultra low budget one here. I womp, think womp. we did. Because there is an ultra, ultra low budget, like kind of first not film sure. vibe one. I'm not sure we did. We'll see. Um, all right. Jake, what'd you pick for your bottom one? I definitely avoided it. I picked no escape. Um, Boo. Because Boo okay, this man. Look, we, we are no fuck you. We are going to give some I'm of these kind of small and understandably less polished films a pass here. But this, I dude, this is just a movie that's a combination of two things I dislike. I don't like torture porn. Maybe it's fun. Don't really think so. And they seem to that they're doing a lot of groundwork where they're trying to make this 
vlogger social media guy who is just like the bane of the world's existence yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, so let's say the, the for people who don't know, this is like a a Logan or Jake Paul esque YouTuber being like, "I yeah. want a new challenge. Give me something scary." Yeah, and then one of his friends is like, "Here's a Russian billionaire who's going to take you on a scary escape room." Yeah, and then it's so real. it's just like I I don't need to see any of the things that it's bringing to the table. That lack of interest is why it's my bottom one. I did think it was fucking hilarious though how it has a card that it flashes during the trailer. It says, "This is an escape room movie, right?" The the premise you just mentioned, Jack. They take him to Russia for like some extreme escape room, and it says. From the director of Escape Room. Here's a movie about an escape room. I was rolling. It was <laughs> is great. uh do you know does anyone know if he's I'm googling it right now, so I'll be able to answer this question momentarily, but is he also <laughs> directing Escape Room Two? Because <laughs> probably that <laughs> would really be the top of it. No, he actually is not. Dang, that's Damn too it. bad. He's gonna direct another movie that's about an escape room, though. It's gonna be. He's his, got a like, lane, trilogy. dude. He's sticking to his lane. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's upset that they didn't bring him back, and he was like, "Fine, I'll go make my own escape room movie." <laughs> It's going to be way better than yours. It's yeah, going to have movie, Russia in it. This movie does not seem exciting to me. <laughs> that's I mean, fair. That's Mark, how about you? What is your take. what is your bottom one pick? I don't think take. it looks great either, for the record. I, I, I appreciate how high the floor on this movie is, is I think what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's going to be an objectively bad movie, probably. It might be like extremely forgettable. But it, what I'm saying is it does not pique my interest. That's fair. fair. Fine, fine, fine. You and your rationality. Mine is Alive. Uh, so this is one where two people wake up in an insane asylum, I think, uh, and they're strapped to the beds, and then there's this caretaker guy who's torturing them. Um, the uh, yeah, I'm going to jump in here. I picked Alive as well. This movie looks god-awful. <laughs> yep. Go for it, Jack. Unleash uh, hell. Let Cry yeah. havoc and let slip the dogs of war. <laughs> it's, it's just, it appears to be just, like, all bad horror movie tropes like from the torture porn to the haunted asylum to the slasher movie it's just like all of them crammed into one terrible package i did just just does not look like fun to me um the not way plot the driven the way the trailer was cut didn't do it any favors either there's a decent chance it's better than the trailer gives it credit for because that's one of the worst well, cut that's true i've seen one trailer thing that, is wildly over-edited. One thing that threw me for a loop in that over-editing point was they they show a lot of the backgrounds of this movie. They're outside a couple times, and sometimes they're in like this rural mountainside area, and then sometimes they're in like a L.A. business sky. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Mark. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like what? It, it is could happening? just be. It could just be North America. That's what North America is like, you know. Yeah, that's true. You're right. I mean, it could be. It could be that. It could be the Himalayas. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two options. I'm glad you were on the same wavelength because there was a decent chance that joke was falling flat on its face. So oh, it still it. fell flat. I mean, no, it was. You'll find that yeah, it wasn't hilarious. a good joke. Let's you'll find clear. that at least one person spit took. You think Cakes. so? Huh? Yeah. Spit listener, taken. email us. <laughs> DM me in my IMs. Uh, also, just I don't want to like just shit on the actors from only the trailer, but there does appear to be some instances of very bad acting in this trailer. Oh, Hundo P, buddy. Yeah. Oh boy. Yep. Oh boy. Yes, sir. Well, let's uh, let's get out of the negative here. Let's get talk about what we are excited for. Let's do top one picks, but we're gonna start with me this time around. What actually. the fuck? Yeah, we're mixing up the whole thing. Because, Mark, this is where I want to talk about Let It Snow. Okay, I love it. Appreciate this. This movie looks actually great to me. <laughs> like, it looks like it has the fun campiness of just a random slasher movie, but then also the brutal isolation of a stuck-in-the-mountains-by-yourself movie. Like, I think it could combine those two things, I'm not going to say elegantly, but well, to, to do parts of both of them, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, but where is it supposed to be set, Jack? That's what exactly. I just can't get <laughs> Thank past. Thank you. Thank you. 
<laughs> Jesus. So that was my top one pick. Um, nothing else really jumped out at me this month, so I'm curious to see what you guys picked. Ooh, Jake, how about you? Very surprising. Uh, because I'm thinking of ending things really left. jumped out at me. Therefore, I picked it. Well, this movie did not have to feature Jesse Buckley, Tony Collette, fucking Jesse Plemons, David Thewlis. It didn't have to feature these people, and I still oh, would have thought... you mean thought, uh, Hitler Opie? I'm thinking of ending things is the movie. Hitler Opie, I see your point now. Yeah, okay, That's yes. what they call it. That's what Vince Gilligan referred to Jesse yes. Plemons as. It took me way too long that. to get that reference that you just made. <laughs> it, they didn't have to do this, and I think that like the fever dream that this movie seems to be uh, would have been enticing enough for me, but they did, and I think that's awesome. So I, I'm really excited for this one. This looks awesome. Too bonkers for me, but I understand where it's coming from. Which, I yeah does. Realistically, this would be my top one, but I I wanted to spread out the the love a little bit, so I picked something else. The simple, I mean, the simple recurring sound effect of a dog shaking throughout oh the entire trailer is one it of those things me. that is so like perfect for a horror just trailer. It's just like, very unsettling. <laughs> yeah, it was a so really good, good trailer. After a while, you're just like, why is that dog still shaking? Uh, so worth mentioning that this is going to be on Netflix, super low barrier to entry, like probably by the time this podcast is out, given when it's going to be edited, Jack. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Of course. Um, I'll, I I really am excited for this. I don't know that I've been this excited for a movie this year. I don't oh, know why. Wow. It just hit me the right way. I really, wow. like, I really like Jesse Buckley, you guys. She is. <laughs> I, I I think she is great. I really like Jesse Plemons and Tony Collette. Fuck it, I love everybody. Uh, fine, you don't like Jesse Buckley? Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> you just already, <laughs> already said. You already sang that song. You know she's super cute. She was great in Chernobyl too. She was great in Chernobyl, but everybody was great in Chernobyl. Yep. Mark, what is your top one pick? Sure, listener for the record, I'm thinking of anything that comes out on September 4th. I went with another Netflix joint, uh, which is. The Babysitter, Killer Queen. Um, <laughs> think about that post colon, whatever the subtitle was. <laughs> yeah, it took took me a minute. I wanted to make sure I got it right. Um, this thing, this fucking thing. I, it doesn't look good to me. <laughs> I love The Babysitter 1. Uh, yeah, and great. then I did not realize they were making a sequel with all of the exact same people in it, assuming that they don't actually show Samara Weaving in there, but there's heavily implied that You she's... hear her voice at the end. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm sure I could actually just look at her IMDb credits and see if she's in it or not. She's but in it, dude. my point here is if this movie is even remotely able to get that same like fun gore energy from the first one, then I'm on board. Even if it's 75% of that, the babysitter was one of those movies that like just, I got totally sideswiped by loved it. Um, yeah, the, the babysitter is great. Let's, yeah, it's uh, exactly. perfect that. whatever act, second act or whatever. Perfect second. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it really does. It has a perfect second act. The, the part where you're chasing, <laughs> where you're getting chased around. Are you laughing because I said second ass? <laughs> yeah, okay, good. <laughs> He's giggling like a schoolgirl. Um, the part where they're chasing each other around and dying in just insane ways with like falling off the stairs and landing with your neck on a trophy, that type of shit. If, yeah, I want more of that in my it's, life, and if this is able to do it, then I sign me right up. Also, it's, it's still on Netflix, so barrier to entry is extremely low. Exactly. It's interesting because it doesn't it doesn't look like a good movie in <laughs> the way that it doesn't look like it's trying to like be good in the sense that it does, it's not making sense. This is this movie is upping the ante. It's it's just throttling to eleven the insanity factor. And I think that that's an interesting And there was already a lot choice. of that in The Babysitter. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting choice. And they're like, you know what? We're going to take that and just go as far as we can with it. Like, that's, I guess, the logical place 
to go, so fine. It is probably not going to be for everyone because of that, but that's okay. Yep. Anyways, that one comes out on the 10th, so within one week, you have two of the best movies of the month coming out. <laughs> De- definitely. Uh, I do have one more thing to say about Let It Snow, just because it's one of those things we talk about a lot, and it struck me very strangely. From a producer of Papillon. Yeah. That was a weird <laughs> card, man. Especially because like, that's like what a... a, a pretty underseen 2017 movie about a french murder like what the fuck yeah it's that, that's a weird one from a producer of that obscure 2017 movie bizarre you're, you're really any, grasping is there anything else that's worth mentioning from this month we we, we did power through that kind of quickly i'm not sure if there's anything else that deserves a shout out uh let me take a quick little pass here i mean i kind of wanted to talk about rentapel with uh will we talk about it oh let's talk about it yeah that does look pretty great it talk could about, be, this is definitely it. in the runner for Dark Horse as well. It could yeah. be, it's, it's very clearly just like a psychological mystery type thing where you're befriending someone, I think, through VHS tapes uh, with this, the Rent-A-Pal, the eponymous Rent-A-Pal being played by Will Wheaton is, I guess, encouraging. I, either he's encouraging this guy to murder people or the dude is just having a fucking mental break. But in any That's case, the intrigue. there right is there. a wide range of outcomes from this movie and it could be one of those like kind of unsung heroes of the month where it's just like, actually that movie was pretty fucking creepy and we didn't really talk about <laughs> I, I it. I think it could be. Yeah. Um, definitely VHS tapes just to add on. This movie looks like it's taking place in the eighties, maybe early nineties, very early nineties. I'm not sure. It, it, it looks interesting. I just, I don't know. There's too much at the top here, but good. Worth noting. Uh, the other one I did want to mention here is evil takes root. Uh, which is based on some kind of local yeah. folklore called the Bati Bot, which you I don't know about, cryptids. but it sounds really fucking cool. I love cryptids, man. And Who also doesn't? this one just kind of looks like sure. general creepiness, witchcraft, and then some kind of tree monster, which all uh, is up my alley. Yeah, I mean, it seems interesting, but that one, man, it, it has Very, very <laughs> melodramatic acting, which is fine if that's what you're in the mood for, but like, wow, these people It was are also really like watching chewing, a trailer. scenery. <laughs> Yeah, it was also like watching a trailer through a doily. I don't know what was going on. I'm not technically savvy when it comes to this. Something about like the lighting or the color grading was off. Everything I, just had like this weird milky sheen to it and it didn't it wasn't popping. I have frequently all. thought that to myself of, you know what this feels like? This feels like watching something through a doily. <laughs> yeah, thanks Is for this validating Belgian it. lace over the camera. Ooh. It's very nice. Uh, the other one I wanted to mention, and this this month has is has a pretty big spate of movies with very generic titles. So I, for like uh, that we talked about alive. I want to talk about alone. Oh, I was also right? going to bring this one up. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, this is a, a, a what a woman who's going on some kind of road trip gets stalked by some at first seemingly mild mannered creep, but then he, he has a, he's a, a mustache only wearer though. You know that that's pro- trouble. It's like, not great. Look, it's, yeah. it's a horror it's a movie shorthand for creep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he locks her in a basement or whatever. And then she's going to absolutely fuck him up. I hope so. Well, I, I, dude, totally. Yeah. But we, what, what, we, what we have here is a creepy villain and, a, like, a capable protagonist. And that's a good Yeah, like she's, gonna, she's going to find her strength. It's going to be her versus him and the wild of the Pacific Northwest. And she's going to come out on top. I think that it could be super cool. Yeah, this yeah. isn't a you are now locked in here with me type of thing. It's more of a... That's going to be the climax of the movie is when she's finally able to like overcome. It's not, she's not, she's not, she's capable, but she's not a badass. Um, it's been a long time since we've right. talked about like a good stalker movie. So one of these coming out was kind of like just 
it was just the right note to hit kind of in the middle of yeah. the month. It, it seems well made. I've interested in it. It it was close to Dark Horse contention for me, but I didn't think the floor was necessarily like that low. Yeah. So I think it'd be pretty Dark good. Horse. Yeah. yeah. Again, that uh, was alone, not alive. Alive oh, sucks. Both alone names, looks good. Yeah, but both names fucking blow. Those are terrible names. They were <laughs> actively hard to find. I had sometimes you have to search by like director's name plus movie name plus movie trailer plus year, and that's the only <laughs> way it comes up on Google. Spe- yeah, speaking of that, I just have to mention with Spiral, my dark horse pick. I ended up watching the fucking trailer for the Sammy Jackson Chris Rock Saw Universe movie from next for next year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I was like a, so I hadn't I I don't know much about that movie. It hasn't. You're like, oh, radar. this is coming out on Shutter, huh? <laughs> cool. Damn! <laughs> They're on a heater. Way up. <laughs> They're on a fucking heater. Okay. <laughs> uh, if uh, you haven't seen Jigsaw, like the twenty, what was that? Twenty eighteen reboot. It's yeah. pretty good. I actually it like it a lot. This is an immediate follow up yeah. to that. Yeah. So it there you go. Be, I, I guess we're, second... we're we're ending by talking about a movie from twenty eighteen. Good work, everybody. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Let's let's move on to the feature presentation. <laughs> Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 1975's The Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, which was a Mark pick. Mark, why did you pick this? I don't really know. Um, <laughs> horror was in the name. It's been a while since we watched um, a musical. and might Have we ever done a musical before? Uh, yes. I mean, you and I watched Repo the Genetic Opera for something. That was but that me. wasn't. Oh, that was you and me. Okay. Uh, Classic Jack but, constantly getting me and Jake confused. With one of, <laughs> fuck you. One of our first five movies ever reviewed well before the podcast was uh, Nightmare, Nightmare Before, before Christmas. Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah, which okay. I uh, I wasn't around for that one, but yeah, uh, yeah. So we hadn't really done a musical, if ever. And this is also one of the ones that might look. My parents do not like horror movies traditionally, but. Uh, my mom, in particular, loves this movie. Um, <laughs> I mean, there are some beefcakes in it, so I don't blame her. Um, there are absolutely some beefcakes in it. And I grew up listening to this album. Like, this is probably... We had this on a 33 uh, vinyl, and it just sort of, like, would be on occasionally. And I have some of these songs just, like, imprinted in my DNA. I can sing yeah. almost all of them. And I hadn't really gone back and watched this since... God... Eighth or ninth grade, okay, I think. That's was what I was going to ask. I'm really curious about that. Yeah, I wa- So I've listened to the album. I mean, dozens of times. I count sure. at this point. I've seen the movie fully through once, uh, and that was in junior high, high school ish. And I remember not particularly caring for it, especially the ending. Um, well, let me I wanted. Ask- I wanted to go back and give it another watch and just see how it hits me differently now. And boy, does it hit me differently now. That yeah, I'm buddy. Twice. Let my me age ask you. I saw it first. This Mark, are you at all familiar with the like uh, audience partici- participation sing along stuff you shout at the screen? Yes, absolutely, I am. And by the uh, way, it sounds like a goddamn nightmare to clean up those theaters afterward. There's just standing water and rice everywhere, and toast and glass. There used to be glass before it was banned. <laughs> what was That's the glass? I, I, I'm not fam- I'm not familiar with the glass. What was the glass? When riffraff drops the bottle, you're supposed to shatter a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and people would shatter bottles. Spike them up. <laughs> um, anyway, Jake, what is your history with this particular film? Also very curious about that. Yeah, I have never watched this all the way through, but it's it's always been there. This is absolutely one of the ones that's like on those VHSs that my 
dad mostly i'll attribute it to my parents have recorded from back when they would just i've talked about this they'd tape it off hbo or whatever i this has been on like decently a lot (laughs) but i have never sat down and watched the movie cover to cover before this and then, so how about you? Any of the audience participation stuff? Do you do any of that? Or are you uh, involved do in any I of that? Do any do you, of that? Yeah, have you shown up in transvestite attire at midnight at the local Egyptian no, movie No, but theater? you so still... Given the fact I haven't watched the movie, no. But, hey, you could talk to my wife. When we watched this last night, I was still screaming all the things you're supposed to scream. Which... I'm actually not that familiar with it, and this is one of the few movies that I've watched with the lovely fiancé. She has actually gone to a show done the thing it was during college uh that sort of thing so she had a more of a background with this movie than i did okay interestingly enough yeah because uh i i have multiple different times cosplayed as riffraff and gone and seen this at midnight showings at theaters around halloween Sure. Humble and cool. I think notable. This is one that has. This is one that'll pop up um, when Idaho Horror, Idaho Horror Film Festival is doing its thing. Like I think this has happened at least once. It's it's a stalwart. So yeah, it makes sense. I'm still. I I, I just. It's a sticking point for me that I am trying to figure out I just, what movie theater would be game to host a night where they're just like, yeah, we're gonna throw food and shit all over the place, and then totally. you're you get to clean it up. But we're also gonna start at midnight, so it's gonna be at three a.m. Is that cool? Uh, well, Mark, you, the Egyptian would do it a couple of times, and they did eventually start banning any kind of glass and would check people for glass at the front door. Well, glass um, makes sense, but you're still just like, there's rice and water and litter and toast and shit yes. like that everywhere. There was also a couple of the all-ages venues here in Boise is where I'd go to it in high school when I fell in with a weird crew uh, in high school. Interesting. <laughs> what colors are hanging out in high school? Are you talking shit right now? No, this was this was even weirder than you motherfuckers. I was, uh, fell in with it. This was like pre-me hanging out with you guys. This when is I was like thinking, oh, all those kids. High from, guys. Yeah, all those yeah. capital kids. Yeah. Good guys. Good people. What color was your hair at the time? Uh, I think it was like... Uh, ugly blonde because it was purple and all the dye washed out. Okay. Post uh, purple pre fully recovered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but either way, I have a very deep history with this movie. I, I had the whole like uh, V scrawled on my forehead and lipstick when you go there the first time. That whole thing happens. Uh, now let me ask you this. Did, what about your your parents? Now Jake, you mentioned that your parents had this one on on VHS or whatever. But Jack, yeah. were your were your parents into this one too or no? Not super into it. My mom is a huge musical theater fan, so she's familiar with it from that perspective and likes it. Um, and the songs from the stage fun. show. From the state, well, no, I mean, just because it's musical theater. Um, oh, I think they okay. have seen it live though. Um, my dad is aware of it, likes it fine. It's not his thing at all. <laughs> I, I well I I talked to my parents this morning actually and mentioned that we were reviewing this movie because I did kind of want to get their take on it because obviously like this is one of those movies that it's like this and the birds are the two horror movies that I would most closely associate with my mom specifically um, and I wanted to kind of get a sense of what it was like I mean 1975 was when they were in like that was their freshman year of college right? oh, that's so, crazy yeah so uh, both my parents went to University of Washington and I guess it was it would have been I mean probably a year or so after it actually started coming out because I guess for a while they were trying to do like the daytime shows didn't go over so well took them a little <laughs> bit to figure out that it was the the midnight showings that were doing better um, I mean, it's crazy that that took a while to figure out <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but I, I kind of wanted to get a sense of well, like what that experience was like and they said that it was like so so dad was kind of pulling the same thing that, that your dad was Jack it was just like you know what I went once and it was not my scene and my mom 
<laughs> my mom uh, really was just like, yeah, it's a good experience. You know, she I guess she went a couple times. Uh, we didn't get into it, but I'm getting the sense that she took a couple different dudes on dates to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's a like really a, salt. Actually, I love that as a litmus test. Yeah, it's like, pretty good. That's a good baseline. On, like, an early date to be like, can you handle this? Or are you um, going to be like the tie tightening asshole? Yeah, are you going to be the Brad <laughs> or are you going to be the riffraff? You know what I yeah. mean? And um, but what what they were saying is when when they went together, um, the only seat in the whole house was a balcony seat. So they were up in the balcony and it was jam fucking packed. People just going bonkers. I mean, we're getting we're getting past where we need to be right now because that's something that this movie does right, and we'll bring it back up in a second. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, speaking yeah, of that, Mark, sounds like an incredible picked, experience. You picked this movie. You're gonna have to do this with a 30 second plot synopsis. 30 cool. seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's gonna start when you start. I should have written a song. Dr. Frankenfurter is an alien masquerading as a human transvestite who is a scientist living in the, I think, Ohio countryside when two uh, lovebirds, Janet and Brad, stumble on his doorstep after experiencing some automobile trouble. Uh, They embark on an evening of absolutely crazy nonsense. Basically, he's trying to recreate a love slave, a sex slave uh, from inanimate matter. That is Rocky Horror himself. They create him, and then there's a bizarre love quadrangle that develops before two of the uh, aliens Time. have a coup, <laughs> kill Dr. Frankenfurter, and then leave to go home to their home planet of Transylvania in the galaxy of transsexual. Not bad. Okay. I feel like I did pretty good, actually, on that one. Here's... For how bonkers the Here plot is, problem, I Mark. think you did mostly good, but you focused a little too much on the like car trouble. I yeah, was, you were 13 you, seconds You guys, you guys know what they... happens when you're doing the 30-second plot synopsis. You hit a word that oh, you Mark, cannot yeah. come up with, Mark, and it's you just stop talking for like six I've actually seconds. never done a 30-second plot synopsis, you'll find. <laughs> well, neither have I. They're all 35 seconds long. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this fits into, except musical, because that one's mine. I actually am curious if musicals on here. I'm pretty sure it is, but if it's it not, then be. oh, it is. Okay, it's number seventy. Yeah. Musical. It's right before mer- mermaids. <laughs> what? There's no mermaid. Oh Lure. yeah, we also reviewed. Uh, Lure. We reviewed Lure. Lure. Yeah, yeah, that was Lure a was another musical mermaid movie. And yeah. Cabin in the Woods. You know. <clears throat> Shit. There you go. Uh, it's a mermaid movie. Aliens, they come to us. I guess at the end, hundred percent. I think that's it has to be. One. Yeah, that, that, be. that's all this. That I. I don't uh, know what there's got to be some kind of like B campy something. It's it fits into some cult. genre. Cult. There. It's a cult, cult. classic. Oh, yeah. cult, cult classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cult. Is it a cult? It's a cult. <laughs> it's not a cult, but we do have we have both cult and cult like a religious group. So. It's actually hold on. We have cult classic. We have cult parenthetically like a religious group, and then we just have cult with nothing attached to it. Uh, I think that seems like we could probably get rid of one of those. I think we were doing a joke about we're gonna have a horse-based subgenre, and you mistyped it. You meant to type cult. I think. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a movie. It's a horror movie about the Indianapolis cults. Needs to be made. Needs to be made. It'd be a real cult classic. All right, Um, boys. Let's talk about what the fuck this movie does right. 
Okay, and let's start with the thing we already mentioned, which was yeah. one of the reasons this became what it was was because of audience participation. That, and I have is, no idea that how that just... Reason. That I, is the I, reason. I don't know how that just organically happened. To me, that's one of the strangest human... F- it's, it's like the dancing plague of whatever year that was. It's, it's just like, so bizarre. How did, how did everyone so- suddenly just decide that it would be okay to bring squirt guns and loaves of bread? And Have sh- you ever and- watched... Yeah, I agree. But have you ever watched... There's like a video out there you've probably all seen it even listeners there's a concert going on in a hillside and one dude is just dancing by himself in is the it field me? that sounds like and something then i would do a <laughs> second person comes and they are dancing together and then a third person comes and then five more people come and then 20 more people come and then you have a rager on the hillside at this concert i have never seen it this it, movie. T- it definitely took like a one or two like brave souls that were like this movie's fucking awesome and we're gonna go have a good time and let's see what happens and then more and more and more and more people started doing it yeah and, and i mean to be clear it was also kind of like half sanctioned because this was during the era where they would show these midnight movies on saturday nights on tv with like funny commentary from yeah. B. it was also a different age of theater like we've gotten to that too so we're a bit of like feeding a fed horse here or whatever the fucking PETA people want us to say. Jesus Christ. No, fuck. <laughs> also, if I'm beating a dead horse, it's not imp- it's not necessarily true that I killed I didn't, the horse. Sorry, I didn't it know this was going to be a trigger for you. I was trying to make a joke. I hate PETA so fucking much. <laughs> it's just a joke, dude. It's just a joke. Hard right turn. Hard right turn from where we just were. <laughs> oh, my God. Different age of theater was the point, Jack. Yeah. This no, is, absolutely. This is like... Close to, and not super close, but still closer to the time when you could like fling skeletons off balconies on wires and just let them hang <laughs> out. You know, this is <laughs> yeah. closer to like the Bill Castle shit. Yeah, than exactly. Well, Bill and Castle that, shit. Speaking of that, that's another thing this movie does right is its horror pedigree. Right, this was filmed yeah. on a lot of the old Hammer horror movie production sets. They were just like, what, what leftover sets you got? We'll film scenes on those. Yeah, and it was kind of like cobbled together with the low budget it had based on. Those Do we scenes. know what that budget was? I was just going to ask that. I don't. It's Referred to as low, somebody postulated that it was about six hundred thousand dollars at the time, and I don't know how low or high I mean, that was. It's that's also not props. confirmed. Yeah. IMD- just sets and props. IMDb like, lists it as an estimated one point two mil. Okay, that seems about like a million dollar movie. You know, like they had most of the sets, then they had a lot of costuming and props and whatever. A lot and of like costuming. The, the I, actors, I, apart from Meatloaf, weren't like super famous yet, right? Like Tim, Tim Curry, Curry was, was fresh. Yeah, this is Tim Curry's opening is, performance on screen. He was fresh it off of so Hairspray weird. in London, right? It is so fucking weird. This is like Tim Curry's breakout. That, that dude's could career. not happen to another human. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I I think that this movie itself is very much like. I don't think it can exist outside of 1975. There is no other era where this can just become the steam engine that it is. I disagree. Like, it's, I don't know. It's almost as famous. I think it's or as famous as, like, uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Like, uh, a lot of these, like, uh, LGBTQ anthems, like, love letters to them, you absolutely have heard of that movie or you've heard of references to that movie. But that's Mm -hmm. another, like, one of those, uh, one of these, like, queer representation movies that become, uh, you know, as like explode in in the zeitgeist and popularity because of you know they're I'm fun. just gonna say I've never heard of Priscilla either. So the fact that like Rocky Horror Picture Show, the Rocky Horror Picture Show is the Rocky Horror Picture Show is like such I don't know. It's 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 on a pedestal. Like it is it, it an is. example. I, I, yeah. Okay. Well, like, and and ultimately, I think the thing that separates it for me is like my fucking parents like this movie. It's such a strange thing that. 
this movie about yeah. creating a homosexual love slave and then entangling entangling some pansexual. interlopers and introducing Probably them pan. to the other side of sexuality outside of their like very uptight you know cute premarital no premarital sex type relationship it, the fact that like that pulled in an entire generation of people who well i think that's the interesting thing is like this is a hypersexual movie especially for the era yes. and like the sexuality does not matter it's not bounded by anything and i think that they go out of their way like they they make that choice they pick a lane and they go crazy with it in the loose plot that they develop around the songs and i think that's one of the things the movie does right oh absolutely thing that it's going for and it does it in the most outlandish way that it can and i think that it has to oh yeah yeah if it pulled any punches it wouldn't work as well on any level yeah and yeah. I mean, let's let's just talk about that. The fact that this is an LGBTQ anthem, right? And a 100%. love letter to like queerness, and it's awesome in that regard. And it is one of the things that's like is one of the first things I saw that was just like this kind of behavior. I that hope would this otherwise... doesn't awaken something in me. <laughs> yeah, that would be other like that is that is in other culture otherized or made to seem weird. Like just is, and is just a thing people do, and is normal and fine and cool, and that's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. And I think that's why it's so important that it's, like, so crazy and fun and it doesn't bound any of it by anything. Like, there are no rules. I think that's super important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And one of the reasons that works so well, Tim motherfucking Curry as Dr. Frank Enferter. This performance is... Holy roller. I did not realize how good this performance was until this viewing. Yeah, I mean... how much physicality he's bringing to the role, like when he's running in the high heels and falls over, how much he's doing all the fucking time, it's so good. I, his facial expressions alone are legendary. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what to say. Sweet Transvestite is itself one of the best. Yeah. If you look at that as basically a theatrical monologue, because it's like one step away from being rap. Um, is he's just kind of like speak singing the whole thing? Yeah, I yeah. mean the chorus. Well, except for when he, a, he kills it. Yeah, he, there, there. I mean, he's singing notes too, but like yeah. most of the actual, uh, not the chorus, but the actual verses are way more just about like rhyming and the whole. They're line like of, Lou Reed Tissa, choruses, you know. Patient, <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> uh, if you view that as as just like a theatrical monologue, like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> M- motherfucker slays it he's so mm-hmm. good start to finish everybody's I think good it's a, I, I think and I, I you know this is neither here nor there but I think it's important to note that like Tim Curry is a like stage actor chop sort of guy and well I and he definitely was at this stage in his yeah career, right? and so like, I think it's important that a movie like this kind of happened I mean he this this launched him into stardom and that's because he was given a role where he could absolutely slay it with the skills that he has, and they were best on display during that particular monologue. Yeah. I uh, mean, that scene, everyone knows that scene. I think everyone, so. I, 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 think, I think we're getting a little bit generous when we say everyone, because, I mean, like, my <laughs> wife had never seen this movie and had heard of it, but could not name a single song from it. So kind of two okay. different worlds there. Okay. Um, and... I mean, she she wouldn't have known what Sweet Transvestite was. And despite the fact that I sing it most I Saturday have known nights, the name. I thought she... I actually wouldn't have known the name. Um, I wouldn't have known the name to any song, but I knew the songs and I knew the scenes. So there, it, mileage varies, I guess, in how you, what you call it. But I think that there's a general understanding. I don't know. 
Yeah. I had this kind of souped up a little bit more in just style overall. Obviously, this there's there's a very stylistic undertone to this movie. But the other thing that we haven't really highlighted yet is its roots as a theater play. Um, yeah. I wasn't really sure earlier if you guys meant theater, like a movie theater, or a theater, like actual like globe theater type shit. They've both been used, and there's been no distinction given. So good. <laughs> one is theater, and one is theatra. Um, but uh the thing that i really appreciate about this movie and i think i'm struggling to come up with others that have this as a feature but this movie legitimately features a shakespearean chorus uh oh. at multiple points right that's what the transylvanians are that's what the uh that's what the people in the begin the damn it janet part where there's just people singing in the background actually it's riffraff and uh what's her name it is but they're magenta they're but dressed they're diff- up they're magenta but they're dr- same actors. And they're dressed they're yeah, they're dressed up as uh what like uh, the characters from a Norman Rockwell painting. Yeah. Um but doing having an actual chorus that can sing a refrain for a song is pretty interesting and then beyond that the other thing this movie does right is it breaks the fourth wall enough that it just it's it's a it doubles down on how fucking crazy and bonkers it is. It's asking Look, it, you specifically to reflect on how absurd the thing that you're watching is. It is a very theatrical movie in a very positive way because we've used that in a negative yes. connotation before, right? Like when we talked about The Hounding of Hill House, that feels like a theatrical movie that was disserved by its theatricalness. It just felt like you did a bad job adapting a play. The other one I come back to like a lot of Steel Magnolias, right? That's a shitty movie because it just feels like a boring play when you're watching that movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, this feels My like mom a play, also but loves there's that movie, though. For the there record, is so. no one who would – I don't think there's anyone – that would say this movie is boring. I don't think no. that's a word that would come to mind. And but and this movie is intentionally theatrical and to like you it's couldn't a play. separate it, you can't separate the theater. Yeah, you can't yeah, separate that's the good. theater from that's it. That's a good yeah. okay, that's that's the category we're in, Jake. Jesus. <laughs> Thank you for reminding yourself, yourself of that. <laughs> I'm talking to myself. I think it's a first. <laughs> hey, may, this is a musical. Maybe we should talk about the music a little bit. The oh, songs boy, are what's so your catchy. Apropos of nothing yesterday, Jake, you sat down and watched um, Blues Brothers, which is another Yeah, I actually musical. watched you're, – you're burying the lead a little bit. I watched some of it yesterday. I watched uh, slightly through the part where Carrie Fisher pulls out a bazooka, and then I finished it today. So I watched it both days, kind of. Nice, nice. Yeah. Getting in the mood. Appreciate it. And that, I mean, I think Blues Brothers is objectively the better musical, but one thing that I did start reflecting on is... It's hard not to be. It's... Musicals can have bad music frequently. They often do, actually. The the songs in this are almost entirely nonstop bangers. Absolutely. I mostly agree. What's your favorite? Well, Science Fiction Double Feature, I think, is my actual favorite. That's just Which my favorite app from like I the don't know song. The that's the, Which one is that? That's the, that's intro, the intro song with the lips. With the lips, yeah. Really? Science I mean, fiction. No, I know. I double. Yeah. Okay, I get it now. Um, Damn it, Jan! It's my favorite. Just what? from like a yeah, dude. Damn it, no Jan! It's really good. What? I didn't really like that one. Um, At the well, time, okay, warp's the most iconic. Obviously, the time I the most iconic. I don't know the names. Um, wait, which one's most iconic? Time warp. Time warp. It's just that is my favorite. Holy shit! I thought you. I mean, the the most memorable, the most known is the sweet transvestite. Wrong. Time warp. I think by time warp a, is way more known mile. than sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. We would we close. would do the time warp at like dances. I don't think they ever played sweet I never, transvestite I never at a went, middle school. I never dance. even went to. Well, it's well because it's too when I was a kid, I had a CD of off brand. It was like like off brand horror music, like Halloween music. There was like a a bad. Um, 
Duckula, Count Duckula cover, and okay. there was a, a MIDI version of Let's Do the Time Warp that was like, Let's Do the Time Shift. It was bizarre, but it's, it's iconic enough to like have made it my, that. I mean, my favorite is definitely Time Warp. Time Warp's great. Like, yeah. It's yeah, not I even mean, clo- it's not even close. I mean, it's that, then it's Sweet Transvestite, then everything else is like at least an echelon below. The first the first five songs of this movie are Science Fiction Double Feature, Damn It Janet, There's a Light, which kind of sucks, The Time Warp, and Sweet Transvestite. And four of those five are all-time greats. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you, you guys... I, I feel like everyone... I, I grew up in a household that had it, and there was just one of these weird, like, check your privilege moments because I just assumed everybody had a copy yeah. of Rocky Horror Picture Show on vinyl. But that's, <laughs> not that's on vinyl. Oh, out. my God. I would love that. I would fucking love that. Don't give me crap. <laughs> give me this. Mar- the other I might, song I yeah, think is worth... Come, come Christmas. Yeah. The other thing... The other song is that's worth mentioning is Touch a Touch a Touch a Touch Me, I think, is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's yeah. another and Meatloaf song, which the name of uh, Hot Patootie. Um, yeah, which they like, had yeah, that was my show. Yeah, which is Thanks awesome because it's like such a parody. Well, and, no, like, he, just, it's both. It's bless my soul, parenthetically Hot Patootie. He got it right. Okay. It's it's it's, it's such a it's such a send up of like the. 50s era dad rock of the 1970s like it's such a perfect like nick Lowe parody it's great i mean and there's a there's a fucking saxophone solo in the he's just riding on a harley with a saxophone on his back it's one of the best goddamn scenes in the entire movie i love it i mean if you listen to that song and the progression like it just is nick Lowe's. i you i knew the bride when she used to rock and roll like it's just the epitome of that dad rock and it's the exact same song and it's great there is nothing wrong with dad rock i hope no it's awesome yeah (laughs) Um, what, the one thing I never really put together was that there's a song immediately prior to Bless My Soul. Nope, immediately prior to two two songs prior to Bless My Soul. Um, <laughs> immediately to the prior to the song prior to the song. Um, called the Sword of Damocles, and I was just like, Jesus, which one is that? That's the uh, one that Rocky Horror sings when he wakes up. Yep, exactly. And I was just yep. like, what a fucking reference to throw into your movie. You're making, I know. You, you're writing a song called The Sword of Damocles, which is in and of itself is one of the most esoteric I mean, literature references Yeah, that's there. crazy. Like, it's, it's, I mean, I don't think it's one of the most esoteric. But, Dude, do you want to um, pull the general public and see you can, who, who knows who what, knows the, sword what, sword what the Sword of Damocles is? But at the same time, like it's part of why I think this movie also appeals to weird cast-outs in high school, right? Because like, it is a theater kid movie at heart and i wasn't like a theater kid but i was a weird cast out at the same uh, time i fell in with jocks cool enough to be in the theater until i fell out with jocks until i fell in with jocks like jake you're such a dick because i was just about to say something that you would approve of i'm not gonna do it now fuck you what were you gonna say i was a jock you're right but at the same time i think that a good litmus test for like am i gonna like this person is can they appreciate the rocky horror picture show oh and yeah to be clear it's not like that this movie has broad appeal and it's awesome in that way i broad appeal is loose i i don't know that it does one one of the things we're circling around here is uh, uh, so this move this song this album this movie whatever you want to call it has its its high notes are incredibly high and iconic but the yeah. other thing that kind of hit me this time around was there are a bunch of songs that i i mean i haven't listened to the album since i was very young um and there's a bunch of stuff i forgot and the ones i forgot a bunch of them still actually pretty incredible pieces well, of music mark i wouldn't be surprised if you didn't forget but like sort of damocles isn't on the album oh 
Well, that makes a lot more sense. Album. Okay. Seriously? Yeah. Famously, two songs from this movie were cut from the original cast recording of the album. It's sort of Damocles and the one that he says, uh, "Wise up, Janet Weiss." Right? They said, "Wise up, Janet Weiss." No, Janet Weiss was definitely on the album we had. I'm 100 percent positive of that. Okay. Well, those two were cut. If you get like a master pressing of this, it's not going to have those. Yeah. Correct. What the fuck? The original recording doesn't have those. There's also like three songs that are on the album that are not in the movie, and I guess we're in the original like British theatrical cut. I, I don't. What I'm getting at here is like, yeah, sort of Damocles, very good song. Uh, Wild yeah. Untamed Thing, pretty damn good song. Which I mean, one is that one? That was toward the end. It was in the middle of the. There's like five songs, rapid fire in the swimming pool scene, and it's like right before Riff Raff and what the fuck is Magenta. her name? Magenta. 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 Yeah. Magenta. Right before Riff Raff and Magenta come back in. It's the it's the song that Tim Curry starts singing again that has kind of like high energy and is fun. But that that's my point here is like there's some fucking songwriting chops built into this thing. Sure. And that's what makes a good musical. <laughs> Turns out music. <laughs> music makes a good musical. One other thing that makes a good musical. This might in this be a case, good musical listener. Spoiler alert. <laughs> One other thing that makes a good musical in this case is humor. I kind of forgot how funny this this movie is. It has its moments where oh! there's like borderline what, spit takes happening on my end of just the actually, entire the entire damn it Janet I'm gonna call it music video but that sequence is actually pretty damn funny yeah with the Norman Rockwell like farmers yeah. are just Janet yeah <laughs> just monotone <laughs> can we can we time out for a split second rewind this movie is a horror comedy yeah okay oh sure yeah yep. Yep. yeah 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 okay we're back or well, when they initially I mean- meet Riff Raff and he's like hello and Brad's like hi <laughs> I'm Brad Majors. <laughs> Oh, the Brad, Brad and Janet interactions are all so good. It's oh, it's fantastic. And also, I mean, what the mo- the most iconic, I think, audience participation line is the narrator, and the narrator's presence is weird in this movie. The but criminologist, parenthetically, an expert who just pops yes. up. Yeah, who just pops up sometimes, but when he he takes a pause in there, and then you're supposed to yell, "Tell us about your balls," and he says like, uh, "What black, dark, and black, heavy, <laughs> pendulous. And pendulous." Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, it's very good. Heavy, heavy black and pendulous. Yeah. Uh, very good. What else do we think a movie does? I just absolutely right. I'm kind of out of stuff. The only other thing that I had, and, and actually this could, I think, maybe rewind a little bit, like Jake just did. Sci-fi, possibly. But what yeah, I was, yeah, I mean the 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 ray guns. Yeah, well, and just the so, general lab set in general. But what I w- what I was going with here was I love the props of this movie, specifically all of the. They have a Medusa ray. They have a they have a pitchfork that is just a laser gun, uh, and most importantly, they have a sonic oscillator. <laughs> yep, <laughs> all that shit is uh, prime. Well, the I pi- love it. The pitchfork was awesome in particular. That's the one that resonated the most with me because of what Jack was just saying. Where like you kind of start with like that Rockwellian thing, and then mm-hmm. you end up with like a sci-fi riff on that, which is hilarious and genius. I like it. I did not even connect those two. That actually is quite poetic. I'm sure they were intending it. I'm gonna claim that because all the I way from American s- Gothic to murder. a alien laser weapon. American Gothic is a Norman Rockwell painting, right? I'm not yes. fucked on that. Okay, thank you. Jesus. You so it. Just, it just occurred to me I might be wrong about that. I know Let's about the movie does middle. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't have anything in middle for this one. I had one really? thing. Really? Wait. Okay. So uh, audio mixing in general is kind of middling in this movie. It's a function of the 1970s. And I mean, the music itself, as we have now pontificated on at length, is stellar. But 
Case in point here, the extreme close-up of the lips at the beginning make me hyper-aware of the audio-visual like, sync issues that arise from shooting something and then lip-syncing the audio on a soundstage later. And yeah, and and that's I mean that's especially bad in this movie where the performances are so physical that it doesn't make sense to have the actors sing them live on stage while they're doing it, right? So they right. are all dubbed in. I mean, and for the most part, most of the actors are singing their parts. The exception is Rocky Horror, I think. He definitely doesn't sing his lines cuz he's just a beefcake. That all they did they just hired a beefcake. He can't act, he can't sing, but he is a beefcake. He can't do push-ups either, by the way. I have a nitpick on this later. Okay. I I yeah, I got a lot to say about that scene because what the that guy can do push-ups. Look Peter at his Hinwood, fucking by the way, abs, Jesus. And that's not necessarily true, Jack. You can you can be ripped without knowing the proper way to do a push-up. Yeah, he his form on push-ups so. is atrocious. He's probably he's probably bad. using a lot of machine weights. It's well, okay. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna jump out of here because I already I already said it. When when they show him doing push-ups while uh, Tim Curry singing, I'm gonna make you a man. His arms are like. Beyond ninety degrees, there he he's doing like a hundred and ten degree angle push-ups, and he's going to give himself bursitis and have chronic shoulder issues. Okay, it might also be like one of those cool, like eighties uh, fitness videos, though, right? Where they <laughs> just true. would make them do it all day long, Mark, so it's just like by the end Mark, of it, anything the beefcakes could do to just get through the fucking day, the, 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 the straight legged sit-ups. Yeah, Mark, that, you do kinetic you stretching. <laughs> you got to disregard your future self. It's all for the like. It's what all for the now. For you now, right? And like that's gonna only that's only gonna target the upper peck better. Okay, bud. No, well, but even then, you're just you're sacrificing your you're sacrificing your your delts, man. He's gonna hit the delta after that. It's fine. Separate. Okay. It's about isolation, Mark. It's about isolating muscle. Everything groups. in lifting is about iso. <laughs> Well, he's isolating his fucking bursa in that move, so probably not a thing you want to focus on. I don't know, man. You don't know. Yeah, he's Definitely trying to set the know. next trend of beefcakes really, really into the yeah. bursa. That dude has a buff bursa. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was the only thing I had in does middle. I have a middle thing, and it's Ooh. very ob- it's very, it's very obvious, but it's worth mentioning. This movie is so fucking weird that there's only one place to plot the weirdness, and that is in the middle of the movie. I don't know. I think it's what I makes the movie fair. work. I think it's what makes the movie work. I well, exactly, Jack. Jack, you're, you're hitting I, the nail I on agree, the head. I agree with you, and I mentioned that like they, it, it's kind of like one of those things where I'm doing a little bit of double double jeopardy, but in a good way. Like I said earlier, that they made a choice, they went with it, and that's the only way you can do this sort of thing. But also, it's super weird, and for people as a whole, that's a very in the middle sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. This go. this is gonna be a hard places. one to sell to to Midwest America. We 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 do, the other thing we were talking about yesterday was um how like what a license to kill musicals have to just be fucking bonkers. Oh where, my god! If if you show this to someone who's found God, you're in a bad place. You're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> They're in a good place though, if you think about it. Uh, uh, I, really? Are what? they? I don't know. I don't know. That came out more as a compliment they to people who have found it. God than I intended it to be. I meant that they were discovering something <laughs> in themselves, much like Brad and Janet. What okay. the, the point that I was getting at, though, was that um, you can basically, since the story happens through rhyme most of the time, sometimes you just got to force stuff to happen. <laughs> I think it's telling earlier that you said you watched the Blues Brothers up until the scene where uh, Carrie Fisher launches a bazooka into an apartment. 
That's not really so much earlier than I remember. It's not even, and it's not even explained. It just sort of happens at the time, if I remember. <laughs> I mean, everything in that movie is apropos of nothing. Literally Similar, everything. Similarly, in this movie, the weirdness shows itself a lot of the. I mean, this it, it's a musical, so it kind of does this stuff. But like, where the fuck did Eddie come from when he starts thinking about it? I mean, there's just a dude on a Harley in a freezer, and he breaks down a wall in the middle. See, of See, I think these are hallmarks back. of good musicals. Okay. <laughs> no, it, it is, are... but it's something that it does middle because it's also batshit sure. insane. He sure, was locked yes, in the yes. freezer because he was a bad sex slave. Well, and a brain donor, I guess. Partial brain donor to Rocky. Yeah, because he was a bad sex slave. If he'd been good, a better sex slave, he wouldn't have been a brain donor. Does. <laughs> Story of my life. What I don't understand is Tim Curry's taste in beefcakes, because Meatloaf Why? and Rocky are two very differently shaped men. Oh, you don't... I mean, look, he's... Well, and Tim Curry has said this uh, before in many interviews that he's a pansexual, right? He doesn't... He just loves everything. So... You, yeah. What's, what, you, can, he does, you don't have to have a type, man. You can just love... Like, love is. I suppose that's true, man. Nailed it. Uh, you might still have a... But you could still have, like, a the, the more attractive version of the same thing. But maybe it was such a harsh breakup that he's kind of going in the opposite direction. He had like the he had kind of like the he cuddle muffin before, something. and he now he's really hurt. Now he different. wants the beefcake. And he boy, did he get different. a beefcake? I mean, there there is definitely virtue to like a meatloaf style body, and then there's definitely virtue to a Rocky Horror style body. There's virtue to both. I'll tell you what, though, it is interesting to see hunks from the '70s not worried about the V at all, right? No vicious V on Rocky. Yeah, no. I did not notice that. I will have to go back and look. No vicious V whatsoever. He's got like an eight pack, but no vicious V. I don't no obliques. How. His obliques went to hell. I mean, it's probably because his fucking sit up form is shitty. If I had to guess, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> it's all in service of something. I guarantee it. Are we talking about what the movie does wrong yet? Yeah, let's get. No. We're there now. We yes. are there now. No, yes, I yes. Always forget how fucking long this movie is. It's an hour and forty. It's not that long. It's too long. It's well, way the fact that long. it feels long is a problem. I had that note too. And even I, think- I remember thinking back. It's one of those things. Like I remember thinking back to when I would go to this, and I'd be so excited to go, and it's always so fun. And okay. then you get to the part where Rocky yeah. runs away, and you're like, I'm here for like another hour. Oh my god. Yeah. Here, here's the here's the thing that was my note that I think is exactly. It's my interpretation as someone who's a little bit less versed in this movie mark is like the expert here but i thing to be an expert in but i'll take my it. note here is that this movie loses momentum like everything Hell that yeah. i everything that i think of as someone who has seen it is happens in the first half yep. okay totally. and then from there like the musical numbers to me at least get worse and it's kind of like the sheen of the weirdness has worn off also so it just starts to feel long i think the the cutting the cutting off point to me is the medusa ray as soon as they transition from the lab into the theater and that whole like the whole set changes and then they have the swimming pool the end of the movie is is very weak and i think it's sort of indicative like the the fact that they were just like also they were aliens the whole time and we just have to kind of get out of here so here's an ending bye (laughs) yeah um it doesn't reflect well on the movie as a whole um the music's still pretty good but you're right like the this movie is very front-loaded with energy and then the back end is more this like emotional development of um frankenfurter and his connection with Rocky and Brad and Janet and like the the weird bizarre tr- love trapezoid that occurs and yeah. it kind of just it it just it just starts to really drag there you're right 
I don't know how you would cut it because it's a musical, but like, right? They just well, need so, more energy in that. Like more, they're 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 changing. Variety. They're changing from like scream singing the awesome plot at you to just like riff raff and magenta watching a computer monitor like read out of what's happening, and and then Janet seeing Brad and Rocky Horror in the same bed and Brad smoking. It's like uh, it's got. <laughs> Kind of boring. Side note: That is that is one of the funnier lines of the movie a- where they go they go around like three times. It's like Doctor Scott, Janet, Brad, it's, Rocky. That's, really, that's a really good really sequence, good. and I think <laughs> the, the best part times. there. It, this is ba- this is basically neat pick territory, but the the way the pauses subtly like change each time is hilarious. There's like <laughs> micro horror or micro humor in that, which is hilarious. Oh yeah, and that's all acting based, I think. Um, I don't have a lot else this does wrong on like a macro level. It's got pacing problems. It's got third act problems. But I mean, I I think there's something larger that I hit me a little bit this time of just like we're just there's like legitimately two different rape scenes in this movie. And he's just generating a sex slave from nothing. Uh, we're cool with all this. Are we? Yeah, there's some there's some ethical concerns. Okay, it's well, yeah, but they're all shrouded by the fact that it's like you have an alien like Frankenstein doctor and then it's all like hyper and I don't want to get too deep on the consent stuff but they pull off the wig almost immediately and then he's like yeah but oh, how yeah. about I go down on you and they're like okay you're like I, well okay you have convinced me yep given to pleasure I've heard that the, yeah. I, the 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 overall like the aura of this movie downplays those concerns and I'm not saying they're not valid because they absolutely are but it it kind of tries to bury it. Maybe that's a problem in and of itself. Yeah, I, I mean, and I think Jack, uh, Jack hit the nail on the head earlier. Where he was, yeah. It's there's some ethical concerns. Uh, it was a different. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to use the yeah. "it was a different time" argument here, but no, I mean, don't do it. Don't do it. Especially because this movie does so much else. That progressive stuff. Progressive. Yeah. It's just like it's weird that. Yeah, it has these consent issues. It has the uh, philosophical problem of creating a sentient entity who's just there it's, to fulfill you hey, Mark, sexually. You know what it and is? And when he's not it's, doing it, you chain him to a fucking bed. Yeah, you know what it is? It's not perfect. And you know what? Perfect is the enemy of good, right? Okay. Okay, that's <laughs> cool. Fair. You really got there. I got uh, there. Weird transition, but the only other thing I had and does wrong is the tap <laughs> dancing break in the time warp is one of the least impressive tap dance breaks in film. It's like not good tap dancing, and they don't even they full, barely film it. <laughs> full on wrong, huh? Full on bad <laughs> for that sequence. Uh, well, yeah, that was I, I wrote down this is bordering on nitpick, but it is. How I about mean, you blow the whistle? How about you blow it? Okay, go ahead and blow it. Thanks if for blowing you're, it, bud. And my point here is, if you're doing musical theater, uh, specifically through the realm of like making a musical movie, then you need to have the the type of stuff where you're highlighting dancing done correctly. And if you're like, if you have a tap dancing break, maybe you should shoot the person's maybe maybe the person's feet should be on film. You know, maybe maybe that's a thing you should consider. This is a three second long maximum scene, so we don't need to do, be at length here. And I guess I'm glad I blew the whistle at this point, but not good, <laughs> not yep. good. Oh yep. shit! Director Jim Sharman. Hey, nobody sleeps just spread eagle all the way face down, head face down in a pillow. Not even hunks. Not even sex slave half robot hunks. All the way face down. All yeah, just you can't breathe. Fully face down, spread eagle. That's how he's <laughs> Nobody sleeping. smothers themselves while they sleep. Yeah. I mean, you're right. 
Good nitpick. Cool. Brad's oh, underwear are weird. Nobody's That's got the anything other thing else. I wanted huh? to throw out okay. there. Is what? Brad's underwear are weird. Uh, this is oh, probably like, a 1970s thing. It wasn't weird at the time, but man, the stitching pattern really has changed. It's all—it's like tidy whities but like high-waisted tidy whities Well, it's weird. <laughs> it's like it, it, it. The angle on your junk is bizarre. Like it forms this weird little like. You would hammock. be surprised how many people have told me that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know what I mean. This guy gets it. The the thing is like the part that cradles the balls is so low in those in those underwear. That's the that's the confusing thing. It's high waisted yeah. and like low bottomed. Yeah, it's simultaneously too high and too low. It's terrible. Yeah, exactly. It's both comfortable and not comfortable. Not comfortable. <laughs> it's, <nothing>. <laughs> it's not too comfortable. Jake, that's a reference that it's literally impossible for anyone to understand. You guys get it. It's fine. That's all that matters. People listen to this because we we get each other. We jib jab. <laughs> we jib jab. <laughs> it's um, just a couple guys talking. Dude, I this is a very here's a nitpick. This movie's super hard to nitpick because of what it is. Uh Janet's wound dressing is the worst wound dressing I've ever seen. Oh, I got another one for you. In IMDb, this is not really a nitpick with the movie as much as just reality, <laughs> but Jesus, you blew by that. Okay. Uh Meatloaf in IMDb is first name meat, last name loaf. There's a space. <laughs> Well, tell us more about the wound dressing, Jack. I saw, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I mean, it's mostly just an excuse point. for her to rip off parts of her undergarment skirt. I'm confused as to what she's wearing in the first place. It but doesn't matter. It's just an excuse for her to rip parts of it off. But she rips off parts that are too short to even make it all. The first wound she dresses the one on his hand, and the bandage doesn't even go all the way around his hand. And then she like pretends to tie it off but it's too short to tie and then it just cuts away and he's got a bandage around his hand i'm pretty sure that this is one of my fantasy things it's been a long time since i've checked but uh horror medicine is i i think one of my fantasy points, i thought you were so gonna I'll say think. that susan sarandon dressing your wounds is one of your fantasies just full yeah. stop. This was my long game. I knew <laughs> I knew a year ago that this is No, not a fantasy point. Being. Just like generally, I thought you were getting personal. Oh, oh yeah, that is something that I think about oftentimes as I'm trying to fall asleep, you know what I mean? <laughs> fantasy things. <laughs> this is a fantasy. This is one of my Susan Sarandon dressing a wound on my hand is like, "Oh yeah, poorly." Yeah. Oh yeah, poorly is the important part. Definitely. <laughs> That's what really gets me off. I can't finish if it's not poorly. <laughs> Speaking of finishing, should we go to ratings? <laughs> uh, I, I I really like all all the the line. Um, all I want is rock and roll porn and a motorbike. That's just a good line. I don't know what yeah, rock we're and roll going porn to ra- is, yeah, but it's a fox. Is there we're a comma between rock and roll we're and We're going porn? to ratings. Okay. <laughs> yep. We over the ADC Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. Mm. For one, think about Gus would rate the regard with which his neighbors hold him. The neighbors are not going to appreciate that. I don't think that they've had held us in high regard for quite some time, <laughs> frankly. The Miller Lights getting in my head. i got to sit down a sec. And for 10, think about John Hammond who would rate how much was spent on Jurassic Park. Really spectacular. Spared no expense. Absolutely spectacular design. Spared no expense. Top of the line. Spared no expense. We spared no expense. Spared no expense. 
Stories, the first category to rate these movies. Mark, I remember this was your pick. What's your story rating? Thank you, thank you. Are you impressed? (laughs) Yeah, dude, it's the best you've done all episode. I gave this movie a five. That was a spit take for the record from Jack. Damn, you actually got it out. (laughs) You actually got it out there. Good for you. I gave it a five. I'm proud Um, of you. This is, I mean, musicals are a hard one in general, and typically probably story is not their strong suit. Uh, <laughs> because most of it has to happen through rhyme, as I said earlier. Um, and in this case, the story itself is adequately bonkers. I mean, like at the end, the they're just like, ah, oh, there were aliens, and here's a laser beam, and Frankenfurter died, and they're going to leave, and then our hero and heroine are crawling through the rubble. So, huzzah. I mean, yeah. it's just aliens and sex slaves, basically. It's all, that's it's that all the way down. <laughs> it's just turtles all the way down. Turtles and sex slaves all the way down. I gave <laughs> yeah. it a five as well. I don't have anything to else to say. It just, I mean, it's it's just straight nuts. Mark or Jake? My name's see. Jake. There you, you go again, confusing Jake and I. Maybe, Damn it, maybe Jack. my name's just me. I'm just the hard one. I'm very forgettable. Listener, it's fine. Um. Mark, what you mentioned about how it's adequately bonkers is exactly why I think there's a difference between my score and yours, and I guess Jack's too. I gave it a three and a half. Like, there's not a lot going on here, especially that would fit within, like, the realm of sensical. So I gave it a three and a half. I I guess the the only rebuttal I would have is that the story itself is not so bad that it distracts from the movie itself. Well, and also, Um, I I think that the movie is, like... I don't know, man. This this movie is like almost able to exist without needing to have a story. Yes, but I, I, the only thing I'd say is the the writing and script are such that they they adequately prepare you for what's coming and make note of what's happening. I get. I'm, okay, sure. But Good there's point, like literally Jack. one foreshadowing lower. That's what keeps it from being lower. There is one time where they do that where they do that work where I think it's riffraff calls Brad a human. And or an earthling. Jack, one of those two. Jack explained why it keeps it from being lower, and Mark explained why it keeps it from being higher. Three and okay. A half. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's fine, go fine, to fine. world building and immersion. Mark, what is your world building and immersion score? I gave it a six. Uh, this should realistically be bumped up much higher than a six if you are seeing it in the context that it is meant to be seen in, which, which is, is a, literally impossible presently. A rowdy, yeah. No, I mean, don't do that now. That's a horrible idea in a pandemic, but. Um, a rowdy and raucous movie theater would bump this up to, I mean, realistically, probably the 10 range, right? This is yeah. one of the best experiences I, you can I think have watching a movie. That's, that's that we got to put a button on that though. Like that's, this can, this is among the movies that exist. <laughs> like this is the full sensory experience. There are not many yep. that can, that can really hold a candle. So, exactly. Now that said, I watched this at home. Uh, actually, my wife didn't even join me for this one because she was working uh, last night. So uh, I watched this at home alone, um, and I did not squirt water on my floor or throw rice at myself or anything like that. So you didn't uh, squirt again. Yeah, I thought you were going to did put it, not that's squirt. Full stop. I didn't squirt. Bad movie. It's a two. <laughs> did squirt. not give me the sexual satisfaction I was expecting. It gave me sexual satisfaction that I was not expecting. Um, I do think though that this is an immersive movie. It's weird and intriguing, and, like, the songs are good. They pull you in. It's I, it, it's the difference between, I guess, sitting at home and just sort of listening to, like, a really good album versus sitting at home and listening to a really good album that also just happens to have a 100-minute-long music video behind it. Uh, and I very much enjoyed that experience, so certainly better than average. It's a six. Mark, I think you, you hit the fucking nail on the head. I actually gave it a seven um, just because of 
the, the but it's it's a subjective tilt up because of the fond memories I have from previous midnight viewings in cosplay. Uh, sure. But and Jack, you're the, the only one here who's actually been to one of those midnight viewings, so that makes sense. That tracks. Yeah. And they are they are you are correct. They are as much fun as you can have. Um, but uh, and and you you just absolutely nailed it with the music video thing. I I look at it as the difference between listening to a Talking Heads album and watching Stop Making Sense, that uh, Talking Heads movie of that, that performance. It's fucking fantastic. They just uh-huh. do a great job. It's so much fun. It's a blast. Pin- it's a set. Pinball Wizard. Also a thing that exists. Jake. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really connect a, with you other, on, on the music side. These are things. other like, words that do exist. That threw me off. That was like wholly unrelated. I don't even know what to do with what that. What was the name I, of the rock opera that The Who did? I thought, well, it's not Pinball Qua- Wizard. It's Quadrophenia was the movie oh, rock Oh, Quadrophenia, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then Quadrophenia is what I meant to say. Then Tommy is sort Tommy, of. Tommy, fuck. That's Tommy what I was is thinking. their rock opera, but they oh, didn't really yeah, think Tommy. I was thinking of Tommy, okay. and then I said Timothy, okay. and instead of saying Timothy, I said Pinball, pinball wizard. wizard. So, you know, that's how my brain works. Tommy to Timothy to Pinball Wizard? <laughs> well, I mean, Timothy's the only wrong part of that, the only objectively I, okay, wrong okay, part. Okay, of okay, okay, okay. I'm going to go. I, I, <laughs> I gave this a five, and it's really for like the exact same reasons that Mark's already mentioned. This has a ceiling that is a 10. I love how it much does. I love how much Jake hates musicals. <laughs> it has a ceiling that is a ten. I as actually that was a great transition, Mark. Because my next point was like this I'm not a great transition to the thing I was saying. Hopefully, in a contiguous <laughs> no, 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 no. line. I, here's the thing: like I think that this has a trans. Like th- there is a ceiling that's a ten here because you can experience this in a way that's like total sensory overload, and that's what you need. Not only did we not get that this time, but I'm not necessarily like prone to throwing on a musical unless it's blues brothers and it it didn't hit me the right way <laughs> not gonna lie like it just was not easy to stick with outside of a few objectively banger inclusions in the soundtrack five okay <laughs> I already gave the score. Yeah, I know. Second I time. Like that you like have to just specifically state when your one sentence is going to have a transition in and then just end. I don't know. You were just. Oh, God. Yeah, so I felt like Jake, I put a button Jake, you on sort it. of just trail off. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> scare yeah, factor you know. is our next category. Mark, what's your scare factor score? Oh, it's a one. This isn't yeah, scary. It's, I agree. It's, it's one. It's a scary movie. It's, but nothing... horror is in the name, so I didn't fuck up. It's a one. I agree. Jake. Yep. Okay, uh, it's going to get us into effects or judicious lack thereof. Mark, uh, I give it a six and a half. Uh, this is campy in a way that makes the movie timeless, and I love that. I think the biggest detractor for me from the from the effects side is the audiovisual sync that I think only gets magnified as we move further into like digital streaming and stuff like that. If you were watching this. I mean, I can't even imagine watching this on a VHS. That'd be a fucking nightmare. But I need to. I should have pulled that. I, if you're watching this in a yeah, if you had that prop in the background right now, just sitting on your shelf, then I would be super appreciative of that. But I, that that is really the only thing that that really pulled me out, and it did kind of start to annoy me after a little while. Was just how how much the audio mixing has not aged well. That's a problem for a musical specifically. But yeah, six and a half. It's better than average. I love I, the actual visual presentation of the movie. 
Yeah, I gave it a six. I didn't have an actual problem with the audiovisual mixing. I think everything sounds pretty good, and the songs are, are mixed okay. well. They're not particularly they're not synced up at all uh, with the in studio singing that all of the actors did. Um, but I gave it a six. I mean, it's it's great. I also think they get some credit for just using a bunch of old Hammer horror sets. That's really fucking cool, um, and it it comes through when you're watching it. It's good. Six, Jake. I, I also want to highlight the lasers really quick. The lasers, the that lasers shoot sucks. out of the, they're, they're <laughs> but they're so, so perfect. <laughs> they're so perfect. I love it. Yeah, that, yeah, that's great. They're, exactly. Bad. There's a quality to the beeness that this is. Yeah. Uh, we're all shooting at the same part of the dartboard here. I gave it a seven. Nothing else to say. Really, we're singing songs from the same book, right, Jake? Is that what? You I'm not. Gonna, uh, what? <laughs> I, I never heard that phrase before. Can you elaborate, please? <laughs> it's gonna take us into overall. Mark, what is your overall score? My overall score is a six. I think this is definitely better than average. It's hard to weigh in without actually experiencing this thing in the manner that it should be experienced in. Um, what is you sitting at home on a couch watching this while eating Cheetos, hypothetically? Um, <laughs> that's a totally different thing from what this monster should be. And, uh, you know, it's still quite a good time. I would be happy to rewatch this multiple times and probably will over the course of the next few years, right? Like, I don't really I don't really like the fact that it's been more than a decade since I've seen this thing in its entirety. So if if there's a I mean if there's a way I live in Salt Lake, so I don't think there's that much uh community out there. Well I'm sure I, there I, is I downtown. That. I'm sure yeah. I could find one right yeah. now. Uh yeah, it's but a big not enough city. in the middle of this pandemic. So whatever. I I want this to be something that I continue to experience, but um, the sitting at home alone experience, it's like it's a six. It's roughly where it sits. <laughs> yeah, it's a seven for me. This movie is an important movie. It's also just like culturally fascinating uh, where it exists and why it exists where it does. It's uh, well made. It's made with love, and it's just a ton of fun, but it's weird as shit. Jake? <laughs> I, I gave it a five. I agree with you guys for the most part. Like, this is one that I would be super interested in seeing in, I guess, the cult way that it probably should be ingested at this point. I haven't done that. Um, I've probably only seen it in the worst way you could, I guess. But that being said, like, I see a lot of value here, but it's a very weird movie with not a lot of plot. And it's a musical, and those just don't really do anything for me. So there you go. I think I ask this at the same point in every single episode, but did you watch this with your lovely fiancé? He yeah, already I've already mentioned that too. She's she's gone to those things. Uh, she's, oh yeah, she's, that's right. okay. yeah. She went to she, at least one of those during her tenure in college. She spent ten years in college. Oh my! <laughs> Is she a genius? God. We're moving the fuck on. We're going to thumbs up, thumbs down. This is thumbs up for me. Even if you don't love it, this is one you kind of like have to see just for the cultural understanding of what's going on, Mark. I this is this is an exceptionally difficult one. I would say it's a thumbs up if you can do the thing that you're supposed to do. If not, and you're coming in blind, I would actually have a really hard time recommending this. And would say if you're in the mood for like a horror musical, I mean maybe go with Little Shop of Horrors or something like that. So if you're if you've never seen it, but hey, if it's between uh, this thumbs- and Repo the Genetic Opera, watch this. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true. If, if uh, watch- it's true, it's true. Okay. It's very okay. true. Is Repo the Genetic yeah, Opera? Repo doesn't have the songs, man. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, wait wait until the world gets better and you can experience this with members of your community, and then it's a thumbs up. There's the, the Besides, Jake. nice one. I, 
I gave it I gave it a thumbs up as well. I I think that this is a movie that like even if you might not be someone who likes musicals like me uh or like necessarily that interested in a movie that's an hour and a half long that's like just pure bonkers material, I think it's worth seeing just to see how it hits you. Like you can do something that might not be your favorite thing every once in a while and still gain something from it. And I think that's good. And as Jack mentioned, like there's still a lot going on here. So I think that it's a pure, it's definitely a thumbs up just for like the pure experience of having seen it. I would recommend doing it in a way that is probably gonna be more beneficial to your enjoyment. But other than that, like still a good one. Sounds good. How about we get the fuck out of here? Sure. This has been episode 196 of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to a to zhorror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Links are all down there in the description below. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like however you want to find us, we're mostly there. So check it out. Hang out however you want. It's going to be cool. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you're still here hanging out with us, you might want to consider becoming a patron of ours. We're over there on Patreon, and right now, for at least the foreseeable future, I think, at this point, we are donating all of our proceeds to a worthy cause. You're going to get all the same great benefits you would for a normal patron membership, but you're going to know that it's going to a good cause. Right now, it's going to Feeding America. That might change, but it seems like a good place to go right now, so that's what we're doing. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. Their link is down there in the description below as well. And next week, we're finally getting back to a Jack pick after hey! he got benched from the Antichrist <laughs> selection. Two weeks of Jake. Woo! One week of Mark, and now it's Jack's turn. <laughs> and we are going to check out Terrifier in a bit of a turn. Oh, this one. yeah, and I literally I can't th- watch I- it on the plane this time. <laughs> no, no, you can't. You can't. Not, I mean, you could. You absolutely I- could. Planes are still flying. Don't recommend it for a number of reasons. <laughs> no, it's it's should... much much like the Rocky Horror Experience. You're supposed to watch this one on a plane. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Those the are two perfect plane movies. There's the connection, listener. We have two perfect plane movies in a row. You should check it out before we review that movie because that's going to be coming at you around one week from today. And until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies, including Terrifier in anticipation of the episode. Have a good week, everybody. Yeah, he's trying to set the next trend of beefcakes really, really into the bursa. That dude has a buff bursa. Oh, my God. (laughs)